This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Ryan Smith Hutchie has sent this your way. Is the AFL decision to not run with a Twilight Grand Final purely the result of Gillen McLaughlin wanting to keep that ace up his sleeve as leverage in the upcoming TV rights deal? I understand the question, Ryan. I don't believe so. I don't think it's worth much more, if at all, to the networks. Really? Really? I I would have thought it'd be... Entice greater national exposure well, in a different time slot. In the scheme of the size of the deal, I think it's. I don't think it's a big needle mover. Really? Yeah, personally. So to answer, I don't know. The what, why do you think they kept it then? Tradition, public sentiment, conservatism. Last year, you know, does he want his last? Does he want to be booed on the last day? If he's, I don't know. Like, I would just be thinking he went back to the status quo. Uh, Noir Matty via email. With more disturbing reports coming out every week from North Melbourne, will Damo admit that it was a win-win solution for the AFL, Tasmania and North to relocate the club to Tassie? Bring in Clarko as inaugural coach and get this issue sorted. Uh, I don't, Noir, and I don't know whether... Well, I, I do think I know. I, I do believe I know that Tassie wouldn't want that to be the option. They want their own team, and I totally get that. I mean, why would you want a, you know, the worst club in the competition coming down there to represent your state at this time? So that's that aspect of it. With regards to Clarko, Noir... I just see Clarko wanting to jump into a footy club with a with a really short runway on when he thinks he can get it up to a premiership and, and North or Tassie are not options in that space for him the way I read it. So um, I'd, I'd be ruling out Tassie and at this stage anyway, I could be seen to be wrong on this one. I'd be ruling North out as well. Um, bit to play out in all those uh, spaces. Josh Noy on Facebook, if both of you ran for PM, what would your campaign slogans or sound bites be? I can't answer that, Josh, without giving that proper consideration, but Archie, you can. It's time to change the political climate. What does that mean? That's not going to... No, Archie, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, even back in 1975, we had a better slogan, it's time. <laughs> yeah, all you've got to do is nod along that you agree with climate change and that gets you in the room at least. Well, Josh, as I exposed on the main body of the sounding board, uh, Hutchie's very, very close uh, to Josh Frydenberg and he's now taken on the task of warming uh, Peter Dutton for the uh, the leadership role there. So I'll, I'll keen to get his, uh, his soundbite ideas next week. I don't understand how the soft cap on footy department spend works in the AFL, says James Hawkins on Twitter. Isn't it more of a hard cap? Has the AFL told clubs not to exceed the soft cap? Yeah, it is interesting uh, phrase. Um, what they can do, James, clubs are able to go beyond whatever the cap is, be it a soft or a hard cap, but they are then taxed basically yep. at 100% of every dollar that is spent over that limit. And there's already cheating going on in the soft cap across the competition. Cheating's a big word. Well, there is already manipulation could on you, the soft cap. Should, maybe to protect myself here, creative accounting. Well, no, clubs are finding dual roles for people. I'm with you, by the way. Aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You, you can be a... Well, you can be the AFLW coach. Yep. Put it this way, but also the well, how many development coach? How many talented football have got jobs in the corporate departments now? It's everywhere, and that I'm not saying they're not doing that job, but you know, are they also available by chance to do X? Mm. Yeah, yep. So James, hopefully, we've answered 
the question the way you, the way you wanted us to. Uh, this is Mike Davenport. Hey, guys, just got back from Bali. Love the podcast. Even took up the 14-day free trial to listen to Off the Bench Saturday morning. That one slipped through. I shouldn't have read that. Do you think North Melbourne has played, quote, a moneyball recruitment system? Every time media people mention Moneyball, Hutchie, we get into strife because people will tell us that we don't know what Moneyball is. Mike, I think they have tr- certainly tried to create an advantage and it hasn't seemed to work, has it? So far. Yeah. There's another SEN loaded one there, Hutchie. Here we go. What are the chances? No, we'll leave that alone. We'll go to Anthony Leach. Hutchie, how quickly can a media personality, personality alter their personal brand and remain credible? Cameron Ling has been a sit on the fence, trying to be everyone's buddy sort of bloke for a decade, and now he's suddenly got a weekly hard-hitting opinion. Is this viable for a long career? This is a fascinating – this is more Sunday footy show areas than it is well, – It's Kane Corns areas. Yeah. So, you know when you when you are tagged by a player and you can be an easy, affable player and then all of a sudden the tagger gets under your skin and all of a sudden in the third or fourth quarter you, you're knocking people over and you're bumping and you're frustrated? Yeah. That's Ling with Kane Corns <laughs> right now, I reckon. <laughs> Kane's niggle <laughs> – I'm not defending the behaviour. I'm just sort of I, hopefully like Cameron laughing along with it. Has created Cameron Link's pushing back, isn't he, Damo? Yes, he is actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it because it's getting. I think it's getting under Kane as well, which I love. Yep. Uh, this is Josh uh, John Corbett. Following Hutchie's list of recommendations to fix the Giants on Footy Classified, I want to ask you about one which has always troubled me: the team colours. Do you think the random assortment of charcoal, orange, and grey has been emblematic of their struggles? I've always thought that something with a New South Wales origin flavour, e.g. sky and navy blue, would have been much more authentic. It goes on a little bit. Um, I think the colours, before I get your, your take on this, Hutchie, I, I love the colours of GWS. I hadn't contemplated it for a moment, John. I understand your view. I don't think New South Wales is very parochial, by the way, so I don't think people go, you know, we're light blue and, you know, like it's not like Queensland where you... They're parochial from the extent they hate every other state... Yeah, but Victoria and New South Wales are not parochial states. They're not the way New South Wales is with Queensland. Well, not the way Queensland, South Australia, WA, and Tasmania are. Uh, yeah, we're not, but, but we're state not, of no the state of origin. New South Wales, Queensland is, is. I mean, in life, in Victoria, New South Wales, we just say, well, we live in big cities, and we are. We don't. You know, we might be a yeah. bit of mob and be city robbery. Yeah. Whereas in yeah. Queensland, you're a Queenslander, and in yes. South Australia, it's like, yeah. and in the West Australia, yeah, well, you that's, say that's not even Australia. In WA, you say well, <laughs> that's over, another country. What they don't understand over east is <laughs> so. I don't uh, think that's the colours on the New South Wales front of the issue, but it's an interesting one. I think to the positive, they've got a good theme song. They create a little great bit, theme song. Yeah, they create a little bit of connection around the big sound brand. There's some things that they can do pretty quickly, but they've got to address it. Uh, Grant M on Twitter: The conduct of the Canberra Press Gallery has been brought into question by several people: Mark McGowan, Kerry O'Brien, Barry Cassidy, to name just a few. With the majority. Of the Cranbrook Press getting the election coverage so wrong, what needs to change? Well, I think the, the, as we talked about last week, the it was a poor campaign by the by the federal press gallery. I thought it was really poor, full of gotcha moments or attempted gotcha moments, yeah, and verbal bullying and manipulation. And I chose not to play it in the main body. Shortcuts. But did you did you see the Mark McGowan tirade? What did you think of it? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to disagree, and yeah. I'm and I'm protective of the media space and the journal space, Hutchie. And, and it was hard to disagree. It was very hard to disagree, and I thought he articulated it as well as anyone has when it when it came to assessing what actually did happen. Simon Bell on email, gents, love the podcast. Read the Tom Brady deal. I was interested to hear Hutchie justify the money, and it made sense. But when a media organisation signs such a large deal, that creates headlines. How much do they factor in the other seagulls chasing part of the chip? E.g. 
if Dustin Martin signed a $10 million media deal at Fox, do they factor in Jonathan Brown and Nick Revold knocking on the door and asking for a pay rise? I think they probably do. And the, the, things have to give, right? So they'd say, well, one of the discussions on Tom would have been, if we pay him 40, that, that's not a blind, that's not an extra 40. It might be an extra 30 or an extra 25 or an extra 20, and that's the decision we're making. But you're going to have to make some sacrifices over here. You can't go and have Someone that. goes. Yeah, or you can't have the drone camera that goes across every two minutes because that's a luxury. You know, that's a bad example, but you know what I mean. I do. Jared Moore on Twitter, Hachi, is to you. What are your tips and tricks for frequent travellers, and why do hotels not have a phone charger or power socket next to the bed? Jared, we've talked. I talked a little bit about my... My travel beliefs on Saturday morning and off the bench, if you want to podcast oh, it, uh, gave me a list of things that need to get fixed. On travel? Yep. Okay. I might. I, I heard your show on this, so I didn't hear that bit. So you want, in, including some of the, the, you know, everything from laptops to the, to, you know, to be my guy, to work the shower these days and okay. everything in between. The simplest thing to do is well, a couple of things, Jared. One, never, ever, ever take luggage. We've talked about that in the past. <laughs> Even if off. you're going overseas for six weeks? Yep. Two, and I've seen you do that somehow. When you walk into the airport, find an official and say, my plane leaves in 20 minutes, and they'll take you straight through. <laughs> what if they require proof of that plane departing? No, they, they never ask. They're too time poor. Not that I would ever do that, but I've seen other people do it. <laughs> See, I've seen you hurdle barriers and get underneath ropes and crawl through spaces to get to those exclusive queues. <laughs> <laughs> That that yep. time you got out of London Airport in about a minute, and I was stuck in there for ninety minutes. I, I was you really you were really happy with me that day, weren't you? That's all. That's all. That was question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the sounding board questions with Hutchie and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email, and subscribe to, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. 